0: Welcome to the Christ Community Worship Service. Our in-person church services begin every Sunday morning at 1115 a.m. We are located at 1281 Sheridan Street in the great city of Baldwin, Michigan. (laughs) Now turn with me, please, to St. John chapter 15. Verses 1 through 5, St. John chapter 15, verses 1 through 5. While you're finding our scripture, let me say this. I recently heard a story of an adult grandchild who wanted to bring their 95-year-old grandfather into the 21st century. So they gave their grandpa a new iPad for his birthday. The grandfather said, oh, good, I love it. But in horror to the grandchild, he watched as his grandpa used his new iPad as a cutting board. And then after he was through cutting up his vegetables, the grandfather rinsed off the iPad and put it in the dishwasher. Mm. It's a shame in real life. It's not a laughing matter when we see something costly not being used for its original intent. (laughs) And even worse, it breaks. Breaks our heart to see empty churches being used for something than their original purpose, such as churches that have been turned into theaters, churches that have been turned into visiting centers, or churches that have been turned into the lesser purpose of a town hall. It's even sadder when God's people, that have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, fail to live up to the purpose of that shed blood. And God's people drift through life like the unredeemed people living around them, living to accumulate more stuff, thinking that will make them happier before they die. But never stop to consider what God wants them to do with their life. Now let's turn to our scripture. St. John chapter 15, verses 1 through 5. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it, That it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches, he who abides in me, and I in him, he bears much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, Lord, we pray for an anointing of your word by your spirit. Blow up every word that has been prepared. Let it be all of you and none of me. Send an anointing, O God, that will take root. Cause the word to take root in our hearts. We thank you, O God, he that has the ear. Let us hear in Jesus' name. Verse 5b, he who abides in me. And I in him, he bears much fruit for apart from me, you can do nothing. Take your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, are you a juicy fruit? Take your other neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, are you a juicy fruit? (laughs) I love preaching. Oh, we have been talking a lot lately about prayer as we prepare for the revival that God is going to send. That's right. But I'd like to ask the question this afternoon, why aren't all of our prayers answered the Bible gives us several possible answers. It says we may not be praying according to God's will. First John 5 and 14 says if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Or it could be we have sin in our life that we have not let go of. Mm -hmm. Psalm 66 and 18 says, if I regard wickedness in my heart, the Lord will not hear. Mm -hmm. Or it could be that we have human centered motives. Uh James 4 and 3 says, you ask and do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives so that you can spend it on your own pleasures. Or it may be that we do not believe that God will do it. Mark 11 and 24 says, All things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them, and they shall be granted unto you. It could be that God wants you to persevere and is testing your obedience to His command. In Luke eighteen and one, that says, "At all times you ought to pray and not lose heart." Yes. Or it could be that there is a dynamic to prayer that we have not yet learned. Could it be that this matter of praying is so mysterious and so wonderful that there is a deeper, fuller way of relating to God in prayer that we have not experienced? Could it be that we just don't get it yet the reason this is so crucial for us is given, I believe, in verse 7, as we go back to the chapter of our text of chapter 15. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it shall be done unto you. Do you see the connection Between the word of God and prayer. If my words abide in you. What does this mean to put this into life action? If the word of God abides in you, mm, does that mean doing like most of us do reading the Bible for five minutes a day very quickly? Is that what it means? I read the Bible every day about five minutes in the morning, five minutes when I first get to work and maybe five minutes before I go to bed at night. I don't really study, study. I'm just telling the truth. I'm not really studying, studying, studying from until it's Friday until Sunday morning about this time. Is this what God is talking about, that his word would get into us? My suspicion is that Jesus has something more extensive and more life-shaping than a quick five-minute glance that we do with the word of God every day. If his word is going to abide in us how might that word abiding in us yield answers to prayer? Well, number one, it may be that the word abiding in us functions to guide our prayers. In other words, First John 5 and 14 says, if we ask anything according to his Will, as we said, he, hear, he hears us. Uh, or maybe, perhaps, if the word of God is abiding in our heart, then it directs us to what God's will is. Or number two, maybe it means when the word is abiding in our hearts, that it is building our faith, and our faith lays hold to the very answer that we've been praying for. Doesn't Romans 10 and 17 say that faith comes to us when we hear the word of God. And and again, Mark 11, 11 and 24 said, when we believe what we have asked for, we will have what we have prayed for. So faith When we get faith from hearing the word and that word abides within us, that word, the word of God sustains our faith. Or maybe that word abiding in us when the word abides in us. It transforms us and causes us to live spiritually on a pathway of abiding in his will, abiding in his purpose, abiding on the path of love, which is where prayers are answered in the path of love rather than on the path of selfishness. However, What is plain from our text in St. John 15 is that bearing fruit for God's glory is the main concern in our text. Every branch, verse 2, every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it that it may bear more fruit. Verse 2. 4. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. Verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. By this is my father, verse 8, by this is my father glorified that you bear much fruit. So what happens when prayer and his word are abiding in us and working together? Ah. He hears us uh, uh, abiding when the word is abiding in our heart. The word is directing us on how to pray mm. or again. It is again sustaining our faith and when our faith is sustained by the word of God, uh, our faith has Arms and legs, and our faith will literally grab hold to the answer of whatever it is that we are praying for. That's why, again, faith comes by hearing the word of God. It is essential. For answered prayer, it is essential for the word of God to gain root. That's how the word gets rooted in our heart. Because not only does faith have arms and legs, faith produces roots and causes the word of God to gain root in our heart. His word must abide in us uh, it is the only way that, after faith has caused the word to gain root uh, and then those root produce. Fruit. And then those fruit can be seen in our environment. The fruit is not for us, the fruit is for the world. We wonder why no one's coming to church. All they see are Christians with a bunch of raisins. All they see are Christians with a bunch of prunes. They don't see luscious fruit. The Bible wants us to produce the fruit. Fruit of the spirit, we have so much going on inside of us, but it must be anchored in faith, and the fruit of the spirit can be produced in us. prayer and the Word. Work together so that when we pray, it is an overflow of the word that has taken root inside of us. If the word is not rooted in our heart, God's words cannot direct our prayer. So the fruit is produced from the word and from the spirit and the Holy Spirit is sanctifying us. It is the Holy Spirit that is causing us to live holy. It is the Holy Spirit that is causing us to live a Christ like life. But there must be the, the entrance that faith has entered in is the same exit that Uh, The spirit comes out of us. Uh, In other words, the spirit wants to overflow from our very being. Uh, But if we have not received faith, if we have not received the word of faith, there is no opening, Uh, there is a blockage, Uh, and we do not have a spring flowing up into eternal life, uh, which is reciprocal. Uh, There must be something coming out of me, uh, and there must be something going in me. Uh, That is the way that the very life of Christ uh, is produced in us and comes out of us. So, what is the problem? The problem is that Satan, he understands how powerful the word is. So, Satan immediately takes the word from our mind before it can even get down into our heart. Because he knows if the word gets in our heart that we will become fruitful. If we are not fruitful, then we are not disciples. Jesus said in Luke chapter 6, And verse 43, no good tree bears bad fruit, mm, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its fruit. Fruit does not make a tree good. Fruit does not give life. Fruit is a sign of what you've got going on in your heart. Good and bad trees are known by their fruit. Are you a juicy fruit? What kind of fruit are you producing? Therefore, God bless you. Oh, Oh my gosh, I'm being recorded. Mother Roberts. Praise God, you're on the podcast. This is our church mother. We didn't even take a vote. Hey, man, I just decided. Oh, we're so glad to have you here. Praise God. She got on high heel shoes. I told her in the first service, she's a diva. I got on flats and Mother Roberts, 94, got on heels. Oh, yeah, we taking a break. We taking a break. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jackie. Oh, thank the Lord. You, I ain't lost my place. Praise the Lord. Fruitfulness is essential to being a disciple of Jesus Christ. But pastor, I ain't missed church in weeks. Fruitfulness is a sign that you are a disciple. And since the abiding word is the key to my fruitfulness, discipleship is at stake if you allow Satan to take the word from your heart. Didn't he say in St. John 8 and 31, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples. If the word is taken away from our hearts, We cannot be followers of Jesus Christ. Amen. Which leads to the fearful consequence. It says in St. John 15, every branch of mine that bears no fruit, he takes away. If a man does not abide in me, he is cast forth as a branch and withers and the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and they are burned. So it matters more than words can express that we are not among those that hear the word and allow Satan to take the word from us. Amen. I want to go to Mark chapter 4 as Jesus interprets the parable of the soils. Uh He says in verse 14 that the sower is sowing the word. And then in verse 15, he said, these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. Mm. When they hear, Satan immediately comes, takes away the word which is sown in them. Uh, But listen to the kind of soil there is that bears no fruit. There is rocky ground and there. There is thorny ground. So these are the strategies of the enemy. He immediately, you wonder what the devil doing right now. I'm speaking a word. He's taking a word from you immediately. At least he's attempting to. Each time you receive a word from the Lord, the enemy will attempt to snatch it away from you. He is a spiritual creature. The devil has the ability to inject thoughts into your mind. One thought is on Saturday night, he's telling you, you need to watch the Saturday night live because it's funny. Now it's Sunday morning and you don't want to go to church. Or if you go to church, you sleep during the sermon. If you do manage to stay awake, he'll cause all sorts of distractions around you during the service to take your mind off of the word of God. Are you thinking about that important meeting you got tomorrow on your job? Whatever it takes, the enemy is right here right now trying to take the word out of your mind. Another thing he'll do is he'll cause ill feelings. I don't like what she's got on. Why does she talk so loud? I can't understand a word she's saying. I heard so and so. And writing notes. And even to the point where you despise the word of God. He will do anything. The enemy will do anything to keep us from hearing the gospel message of the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ or he may use ignorance. Uh, The Bible says that the eyes of the unbelievers are blinded. Maybe you get past all of that. And you receive the word with joy. Uh, the Bible says those that received it with joy, they were only celebrating for a little while because the ground was too rocky. Uh, they heard it immediately with joy. But when tribulation uh, and persecution came, they fell by the wayside because of the persecution Or maybe the ground was shallow uh, and the word could not take root uh, because of the deception uh, of other things of this world. Uh, The cares of this life uh, choked out the the word uh, of God. These are the strategies of the enemy. The Bible says resist the devil. And he will flee from you. Uh, be sober and be watchful. First uh, Peter five and eight, uh, because your adversary, the devil, uh, is roaring like a lion, uh, ready to devour you. Good soil. Break up the fallow ground. Uh, Good soil. Uh, Go through what God is taking you through. Uh, You got to have good soil uh, in order to have juicy fruit. Uh, Devote yourself uh, to hearing the word of God. Uh, Devote yourself uh, to believing the word of God. Uh, Don't play into Satan's hands. Uh, He constantly lies to you. Uh, He constantly deceives you uh, just like he did at the beginning. Uh, God didn't mean that. Uh, Oh yes, he did. Uh, You do whatever you want to do and the enemy is telling you uh, everybody's doing it. Uh, That's not what God meant. Uh, Nobody's going to know. Uh, Just keep it in the closet. Uh, Put down your own agenda and allow the word of God to set your agenda for you. The word of God needs our undivided attention and focus or we are not a disciple. The enemy is right there and he's going to pluck the word right out of you. Let them that have ears hear. Amen. Let them that have eyes see. Pray that prayer. Ask the Holy Spirit to open up your ears and eyes. So that the word of God can get settled in your heart. The faith is already there. The faith is just waiting for the word to come. So that it can grow root In your heart and produce so that the world may see who Jesus is. Go after him like you've never gone after him before. Go after him like he's the most valuable thing that exists in this world. Go after him as we said on last week. Who's on first? Go after him above everything else. Get yourself off first base and put God back on first. Be like the rich black soil, deeply plowed, free of thorns, free of stones, free of rocks, and ask the former and the latter rain to rain down on you so that you may become a juicy fruit, some 30, some 60, and some 100. May the Lord destroy the work of the devil and make us a fruitful people. Aren't you tired of paint plain church? Aren't you tired of being a fake Christian? God wants to use you to bring the world to himself. He's already come and died and rose again He's depending on you to be fruitful. If you have not received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior for our podcast, pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I've done many things that don't please you. I've lived my life for myself only. I'm sorry and I repent. I ask you to forgive me. I believe that you died on the cross for me to save me. You did what I could not do for myself. I come to you now and ask you to take control of my life. I give my life to you from this day forward. Help me to live every day in a way that pleases you. I heard Sean say, I surrender everything all. If you prayed that prayer with me, please call me at 231-349-1046 so we may discuss with you the first steps of salvation.